This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Uh, let, let's see here. Um, we'd have to cut the grass, water the grass. Over in Arkansas, what do they need? Oh, yeah, a better football team. Jacob Seuss, Ouch. our 5 News Arkansas Insider, is with us. Uh, sorry, that was a cheap shot. But, you know, that, that BYU game, you look back, that's a bit of a head-scratcher, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's already week three, and, and you know, normally normally Fayetteville doesn't become Panic City until uh, <laughs> until maybe halfway through SEC play. But uh, we are – Arkansas fans are already in full panic mode after that, that BYU game. It's already uh, become a crazy town here. Now, to be um, – you know, to and pull back the curtain, if you will, a little bit, BYU's 3-0. and now, they have struggled a little bit to get there, but they are unbeaten, and you picked Arkansas to win the game. So did I. So did Scott. You were there. What were the issues? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, they weren't Western Carolina and Kent State for sure. You know, <laughs> BYU, a solid, solid program. You know, it, it was a Power 5 game. They're in the Big 12 now, but still it was, you know, it was still an absolutely unacceptable loss. But it was more unacceptable, you know, not because of how, how – good or bad BYU is because of the way Arkansas played. I mean, you had, you had double digit leads in, in both halves. You were up 10, nothing in the first half, 31, 21 in the second half. And you absolutely beat yourself. I mean, Arkansas had 14 penalties. They looked like in, in undisciplined, poorly coached team. And it was, you know, the, the type of, you know, head scratching penalties that, that make you say, what the heck is going on? You know, the, the false starts, the unsportsmanlike conduct, the the holdings and you know silly turnovers you know going for going for fourth and you know fourth and two up by 10 and BYU stopping Arkansas and and changing all the momentum in the game and then BYU rattles off 17 unanswered points after that you know it was it was just Arkansas just continuing to to do it to themselves just like we saw in the first two games of the season but now against a opponent that, you know, they were worthy of playing and you know what happened now they lost. Um, so not, not, not their, not their best Saturday in Fayetteville for sure. 424 total yards to 281. They out, they've outpassed BYU. They outrushed. B, I mean, BYU rushed for 77 yards. If you only look at stats and then I look immediately to turnovers. Well, okay. Each team lost a fumble. Arkansas threw one pick, but I, the thing that really grabbed my attention was two for 13 on third down. Now, having not seen the whole game, were they in unmakeable third downs? Or were they just not very good? No, you know what? One of the, one of the biggest problems were the Arkansas wide receivers had a really tough time getting open. And, you know, I'm the BYU secondary had a, had a very efficient game, but the Arkansas wide receivers were able to get, no separation on those on those bigger, longer plays. You know, talking third and third and five and and beyond. And you know, KJ Jefferson wound up staying in the pocket for a long time. They didn't use him on the ground. They didn't use his legs as much as they as they should have, in my opinion. You know, he's a dual threat quarterback for a reason, and that's one of one of the best aspects of, of his game. So when, when things broke down in the, in the pocket for him, he just kind of stood there and either threw it away or, or took the sack. And, you know, the, w- one of my biggest takeaways from this offense through three games is, you know, nobody's on the, nobody's on the same page. And does that just come from the fact that 
Arkansas is a new offensive coordinator and, you know, they've only been together through three games, maybe, you know, KJ Jefferson was here for four years with the same, same OC. And now, you know, his last year, he's, he's, you know, trying to, trying to figure things out, but you know, this, this offense really isn't sure what their identity is right now and, and how they want to play. Yeah, I was going to ask you that with Dan Enos being the new offensive coordinator. Sometimes it's just, they're just trying to get the changeover complete because one guy's philosophy is going to be a little different than the others. Sometimes there's just a kind of a lack of direction. Which do you feel? Right now, it's, I want to lean toward lack of direction. I, it doesn't seem they, they know the type of, of offense they, they want to play. And, you know, maybe that's still just trying to, trying to figure things out and, and, you know, see the personnel, see who's going to step up. But, you know, the fact that we're, you know, coming into to week four now and, you know, this, this offense really doesn't have an identity right now is, is, is concerning. It, it is, you know, Arkansas is two and one on the season. SEC play starts Saturday night in, in Baton Rouge, and you know, if Arkansas doesn't figure it out in a hurry, you know, they're on. They go on a four-game road trip. They're not back in Fayetteville until October 21st. It's not unrealistic to say they start this road trip with two wins and they come back with two wins. Jacob Seuss from 5 News in Fayetteville joins us now on the Blitz Hotline. It's 841 on a Thursday morning. Uh, I saw this online somewhere yesterday and, you know, prefaced by saying Mm -hmm. I found it online, so take it for what it's worth. But they brought up the interesting question of, is the shine now gone from Coach Sam Pittman? Do you agree with that? Do you think, I don't want to say he's on the hot seat or anything, but do you get the feeling that Arkansas fans aren't as positive and unoptimistic about coach Pittman now as they were. Yeah, I'd say so. I would absolutely say so. You know, it's Sam Pittman has done a great job here. There's, there's no denying that he took over a, a, a program that was, that was really at rock bottom and he brought them back to relevancy, brought them back to, you know, the way they should be. They had a very successful First year in 2020, the COVID year, second year, Outback Bowl, champs, you know, that's great. Last year, 6-6, six and six, played a lot of the same bad football that, that we're seeing right now. And if they keep this going the way they've played the first three weeks, this season isn't, isn't going to end the way that they want to. I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat at all, but, you know, come the end of the season, if Arkansas has had an unsuccessful 12 games, then you have to look in the mirror going into 2025 and say, all right, what do we, what do we want to do here? Because like I said, it's great that Pittman brought this team back to relevancy and he's done a lot of great things here, but that doesn't mean because Arkansas was in such a poor place before Sam Pittman took over. That doesn't mean that this, these, this fan base and the, this program needs to accept six and six every year because you know they have the they have the talent and they have the recruiting and they have the NIL money to to, to be a much better team than that. Yeah, and the, and the league's about to get better if Texas is what they look like they are, and if Oklahoma can maintain as well. All right, so as you mentioned, you don't come home for a long time at LSU, then A and M in Dallas, then at Ole Miss, then at Alabama. You know, last week we said, hey, is it realistic to say you come back two and two? Do you still think that's possible? No, 
No, I don't. I, I, I can't. I can't see Arkansas winning two games on this trip. I can't. You know, I think they're going to come back one and three. I, I couldn't tell you right now which, which that game is going to win. Which, which one of those games they'll win. You know, my, my best guess would be probably either Arlington or, or in Oxford. But you know, all, all three of those road trips are, you know, three of the hardest places to play in the SEC. And you can say, you know, well. Alabama hasn't looked anywhere near Alabama this year, but, you know, it's still, you know, an extremely tall task going to Tuscaloosa and, and winning there. And, you know, Jalen Milrow, who will probably be, be starting now, he tore Arkansas up last year in, in Fayetteville. And, you know, going to LSU this weekend, well, LSU is all the momentum in the world after absolutely thrashing Mississippi State on the road, and Arkansas is on the complete opposite side of the momentum train. So, you know, I can't imagine this weekend is, is going to be anything great, even though, you know, Battle of the Boot has always been a little closer closer game every year than, you know, however the, the two teams are, are faring during the season, you know, than Texas A&M and Arlington. No matter what's going on with those two teams, that something weird always happens in, in that game. So maybe that's a game Arkansas can, can sneak. You know, that's the only one of those four games where, you know, they'll have a lot of their fan base there. And then, you know, Ole Miss is, is going to be another tough one. So if they don't, you know, it, it's it's now or never for this team. It really is. I asked you about this same topic last week, and, and unfortunately it doesn't look like anything's changed. So I'm going to ask again. It looks like Rocket Sanders will be out again this week for the LSU game. Is it time to panic about the seriousness of his injury? And how do you go about replacing him the longer that he's out? Yeah, you know, he he's gotten back in, in drills this week. We've seen him at practice without pads, you know. Seems like he's he's moving pretty well. Um but you know, I I they haven't ruled him out for Saturday, but I would be shocked if he played. But the way he's progressed the last two weeks going from not practicing to practicing a little more each day, I would hope that, you know, they could get him back in for the A and M game. So it's it's not a, a huge panic that he's going to miss most of SEC play. AJ Green has really done a, a, a very nice job, you know, backing him up. Had the 55-yard touchdown against BYU. Has been able to to find some holes, but you know, the holes also really haven't haven't been there. You know, last week we also talked about that. You know, no matter who is running the ball for Arkansas, you know, it doesn't really matter right now because the offensive line has really hasn't been great and you know maybe they were a little better against BYU they still took you know a lot of undisciplined penalties and you know it's still pretty shocking to see you know a Sam Pittman run team with with such a poor offensive line where that's probably the number one problem on the team right now so you know I think Arkansas fans should be more concerned about you know that offensive line shaping up than who is running the ball because you know it doesn't matter if it's you know, Emmett Smith back there or Rocket Sanders, if uh, if the offensive line isn't doing their job, the run game isn't going to get going no matter who's running the ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised as well as you about some of those penalties. It's a, We see that around college football an awful lot, even late in seasons, and you do wonder at some point is uh, the whole transfer portal and the number of players that are consistently new, even though at the end of the year they're not new together, has that brought a little more chaos to the game overall? I'd say that's fair. That's, you know, that's a fair point. You know, 
you look at that offensive line and, you know, most of them are transfers who came in this year. You know, you look at the wide receivers who were struggling to, to really find any consistency right now. You know, those are all, those are all transfers. You know, you, you look at the defense um, that has really been the best part of Arkansas's team so far this season. You know, the defense has really played pretty well the, the first three games, and those were a lot of returners. Um, so yeah, maybe, you know, you don't, you don't have any game action. You have spring ball, you have, you know, the, the whole month of, of August, but you know, you don't really, you don't have any game action together. You know, you can, you can scrimmage as much as you want. You can, you know, use the spring game, you know, whatever, but you know, until you step out there under the lights together, when adversity hits and, you know, it's, it's all new guys to your left and your right, who you're only playing with, with one season, you know, I don't think it's, it's unfair at all for any college football team to say, you know, that's, that's a struggle. We see it with the Arkansas basketball team every year. You know, they, they always struggle to get going the first couple months because Eric Musselman recreates his roster every off season. So, you know, I, that's, that, that's absolutely a fair point. Yeah. I you know as an offensive guy, I mean, a guy who played in the offensive line, you do have to play together a long time uh, to just kind of get to know each other and, and get to know your quarterback and things like that. There's something to it. Well, look, either way, I know it's not, I mean, it's not, may not be great over there right now, but you never know. I mean, you, you, I think you've got a, as good a chance as anybody against A&M and who knows what happens. It's going to happen with Ole Miss and Alabama. So you just never know. They Maybe they'll get on a hot streak and, Maybe as uh, Sam Pittman, somebody will start bringing liquor and not iced tea. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The SEC West looks to be, for the first time in a long time, decently wide open this year, which I think is also, you know, disappointing for Arkansas fans because they say, all right, this is, well, Alabama is not Alabama. You know, LSU is really good. But, you know, besides that, the SEC West is pretty wide open. I wish we were uh, – a top team this year, but you know, you never know. Maybe, maybe something magical clicked in this week, and uh, and Arkansas will go on a little run on this road trip. Yep, we'll hope that's the case. Jacob, always fun. Thanks very much, and let's hope for a better outcome next week. We'll talk to you then. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.